Thank you. Okay, so what's up? Hello. <laughs> I don't know how to do an intro or I don't have a, I don't know how to do that yet. Um, you can introduce. And, and we're, I am talking to Pastor Camille Holland. <laughs> That's changed since we talked last. That's true. I'm still getting used to it. It's Pastor. weird. <laughs> Has anybody called you? I'm just going to call you Pastor Holland. No, no, you, you don't. Actually, Why? you can. You can. Yeah. <laughs> just sounds strange. It's so strange to me. Pastor it hasn't Holland. sunk in. I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry for the baby, the baby noises in the background. Ignore those. No, <laughs> I will not. It helps the... I don't have baby fever. What's, what is it if it's not a fever? <laughs> But um, I love the babies, and she's getting so big. It is getting big, exactly. It's too fast. It's too fast. It goes so fast. Mm-hmm. Soon she'll be talking back like my <laughs> eight-year-old. Well, Mom, I don't want to be mean. Well, then don't. <laughs> is Emerson then, eight? Yes. Wow. She's going to be nine in a few months. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> yeah. So she's super sassy. I don't mean to be sa- Well, then don't. So that's the thing that we say 45 times a day. Well, then don't. Exactly. Exactly. And she's like, oh, <laughs> um, how are you doing? I'm good. I feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think this week has been a good week. It's been a, um, <clears throat> you know, momentous week. It's been a you know, world changing week. And that's really exciting. It's really exciting just with, and for me, I know there are some people still on my Facebook feed who, um, you know, think it's the end of the world, but for me (laughs) and my family, (laughs) you know, it's like a collective sigh of relief, um, Mm -hmm. that things have changed and, and, um, it's not perfect, you know, like, yes, things are not perfect, but, for us, it's better than it was. Yeah. You know, and there's there's hope that things will be better and and different, and that's exciting. And yeah, I mean, and then yeah. uh, Amanda Gorman. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was like, where did this girl come from? And immediately, this... I'm like on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Immediately, I was. What is her name? This yes. little youngin. She's yes. 22. I know. <laughs> Which is, I mean, these kids are going to be all right. I, oh, I yeah. still believe it. Oh, yeah. But that poem was beautiful. Oh, yeah. And it just, the whole day, the fashion. Can we talk Girl, about the Michelle fashion? Obama's coat. I don't appreciate it. Like her <laughs> hair, her makeup, the beat. <laughs> Uh, the oxblood color. I I was like, you just yelled. walked up into this and just took over, like just with your outfit. You she just took over. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I don't, I don't know what to call it, but I was just like, good God, you didn't have to do that, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> it was. She was amazing, and um, I love her little friendship with George Bush. Like, yes. I think it's the cutest little thing. Um, and they're that, like buddies. Well, and it makes me so happy because everyone thinks you can't be friends if you, if you're on different mm-hmm. sides politically. And I'm like, look at them friends, yeah. different races, Homies. different genders, different yes. ages. Like that is goals. Like their yes. relationship. Yeah. 
it, it it's exactly what we strive for. Yes. But they are it, every single time they're together, which is inaugurations and funerals. Usually, yeah. They are. They find a way to be cute, and I, I know, love it. Me too. Um, and then Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> studying gorgeous oh smart yes legendary like i just i like that legendary yep i love it it's Mm -hmm. just the you know how some i don't know how to say it she's she's lots of things i was gonna say when she does this thing with her face, but mm. you can't see because we're on the radio. But when she does <laughs> this, when she's annoyed, like yes. it's such a black woman thing to me. <laughs> right. But also that I'm speaking, like there's so many things that feel blackety black, black, black about that woman <laughs> yes. that stirs it up within me that I'm sassy for the rest of the day when I watch her on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I, and I like it because she feels free to be fully herself, you know, like, and I know that she's had to sacrifice a lot to get where she is and that Mm -hmm. there's probably been things that she's done to assimilate or to, to, you know, Mm -hmm. like who, I don't know all of her story, but I know that there have been things that she's done. And so it's so good to see her just feeling free to be who she is. You yeah. know, and, and I think that gives everyone else like freedom to say, okay, yeah. well, I can just be who I am as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And that's a quote that I, it's somewhere hanging in my house of just, <laughs> she was free to be herself and it gave permission to mm-hmm. others. I think it's in Emerson's room, but mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course my husband was like, oh my gosh, you won't be able to tell black women <laughs> and you already couldn't. You already couldn't, right? <laughs> right. But more so now. <laughs> That's the truth. Um, goodness me, it was a beautiful day. And it really was a beautiful day. A beautiful um, day. And Dr. Biden, like, I love that too, because mm-hmm. I think she got her PhD when she was 55, I believe. I meant really double check that. At 55? Yeah, she was older. Yeah, me too, because I'm like, hey, there's still hope for a girl. Well, yeah. She's 70, first of all. I've never seen a what? Yeah, she's 69. Wow. So in June, she'll be 70. And I've just never seen a white woman age that well. Like, besides (laughs) Christy Brinkley, right? (laughs) Right. Um, That could live in. Okay, let's see. 2007. Oh, okay. Is when she got her PhD. So, yeah, she was. um, I love that. Oh, I know. It was all kinds of celebration for women in Mm -hmm. all kinds of ways, which was so great. I love that. Not to overshadow Biden's presidency, but. (laughs) No, 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 for sure, for sure. (laughs) It's great for you too, Joe. Yes. But. it was very, it was a great day. And we watched it and then I went and picked up the kids and then the kids watched a little bit of like the highlights, yeah. but they watched it in class at school. Really? Yeah. They, they 
stopped curriculum and turned it on and everybody watched it. I had a friend who works at a, in a different school district and they wouldn't let them watch it because they were worried something was going to happen. <gasps> yeah. I, really? Yep. Okay. That really reminds me of the challenger. Remember when yeah. the challenger exploded and so many, we were all kind of watching it and then I, re I mean, I kind of remember. A little I was bit, like, I don't think I remember, but yeah. I mean, I remember I rem it happening, but I don't remember. But a lot it. of teachers were showing it. And I know that's not the same thing, but I mm. felt the same way of the anxiety after what happened on the 6th. Oh, yeah, exactly. That, and Biden was like, no, we're still going to be outside. And I was like, oh, could you not? <laughs> and it reminded me of when um, in 2008, when Brock mm -hmm. Get on those green gloves. I oh, still yeah. those gloves. But when they were walking, I was like, oh my gosh, don't, exactly. don't do it. <laughs> it had me worried too. It had me worried too. But I turned it on um, and the kids watched it and they, you know, it, for them, obviously, it's their first time seeing anything like that. And so mm -hmm. it was really fun because they were at home to be able to watch that with them. Yeah. <sighs> so. And that's a testament to just how oppressive the last four years have been, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. no shade, no sh But seriously, like, yeah. it just, it feels like an adult has entered the chat. And <laughs> he he's already come in and done a lot of things and signed a oh, lot man. of executive a lot. orders. A lot like of the things. Ink. My God, like, it's it's been amazing so far. And so, um. I mean, amazing so far. It's been exciting to see this much presidential action mm -hmm. in the last two days. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's it's been a great week. I did not let anything or anyone ruin my week. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And I had to, I limited my time on Facebook because I knew that it would be <laughs> a variety of responses because I haven't, I refuse to clean out my Facebook. <laughs> I'm trying to not do that. But there were You're things that people person. said. <laughs> there were things that people were saying that I was just like, I just got to scroll on past. And then eventually I said, I'm not even going to get on. I'm just not going to get on. Instagram was a much more beautiful place for me. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I think I like Instagram more because of the pictures and the art yes. where Twitter and Facebook oh which I have both of them. They're just echo chambers oh, and I use them so just, you know, kind of for my bullshit, but especially Twitter, especially black Twitter. My goodness. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Instagram is a, a far more peaceful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Platform to mm -hmm. me too. Yes. Um, what else happened? Nothing. Which is why it's so good. <laughs> it was that's what I, just, I was like. Oh, it's just peaceful, and that's great. Yes, it's great. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, okay, so thank you for coming on the podcast. But also, we have so many questions we still have to answer. <laughs> we don't have to answer them all today, obviously. But I just wanted to maybe answer a couple. Sure, pick your favorites. Um, okay. Uh, of the three that I sent you, one of the middle one is I'm concerned about potential political overtones. 
specifically mm -hmm. the term white privilege makes me feel like I'm a racist because I'm white. So somebody sent that in and wanted us to talk about it probably a hundred years ago and we're just getting to it, but I'm committed <laughs> to recording more in this beautiful year of 2021. <laughs> um, what, how does that feel to you? White, uh, not white supremacy, white, white, privilege. white privilege. And, and I have something to say about it, <laughs> but I want you to go first. <laughs> That's not fair. I feel like, okay. When, okay when you want me to go? My thing is, I want to talk about the thing that I recently realized is black privilege. Oh, okay. And black fragility. Okay. But that's not answering this question. I was like, right, okay, that's, that's going to be a hot, <laughs> hotly debated item, I'm sure. Oh, I know. This is going to blow up. Exactly. And it, it's not what you think, but it it is something that is, because we've said everyone has privilege, which everyone does. Right. But for white people and that white privilege, what would you... <clears throat> say about that term as okay. far as feeling racist well first it's not meant to do that like and that's that's the thing because we don't ever have these conversations like historically we've not had these kinds of conversations and it's just been really in the last two years three years that we've been having more and more conversations and um and so i think that's what has people uncomfortable is like now they're being faced with these terms that they've never heard. Then they're having to think about their own, you know, race and, and the implications of what that, that means and what that looks like in their position and power, you know, and they're having to consider all of these things and then they're reducing all of it down to, okay, that, well, if I have all of these things and I'm racist, I'm like, you can't help mm -hmm. being white any more than I can help being black. So, so that's right. not the thing. Like, it's not saying that, oh, you're born white, so you're a bad person. Just like, I don't want someone labeling me that way. Mm -hmm. But it is saying that like, okay, but you were born into a race that has power and that has set up structures that help you succeed in ways that are different from me, you know, and other people of color. And so... So it's like taking out the the fragility. Yeah, you know, and, and just recognizing it for what it is. And that's what I think. And I've, I've said that I said this the last time we talked and I, I'm going to say it again with <laughs> the Mari Kondo, all of that stuff, all of the feels and stuff and and all of the the privilege and, and all of those things and say, OK, yes, I have it. It's been good to me. And now I, I can set it aside, you know, mm -hmm. but I know how it is to get rid of that sweatshirt that you've had for years and you don't want to let it go because it's comfortable <laughs> and, you know, and so, so I get that that's hard, but I don't, I don't think we should make those two things synonymous, like white privilege and yeah. racism are not to me synonymous, you know, because yeah. I think white privilege is something that you have to recognize. And then racism is how you behave, how that, you know, how you think and how you respond. And you can some you can have white privilege and respond and you know, as a racist, you know, with racist mm -hmm. words or behaviors, but you can have white privilege and not do that, you know. 
Yeah. So my husband is white. He has white privilege, but he is not racist, you know, right? because he yeah. doesn't, you know, so I think you have to divide those. And I, unfortunately, I think for some white people, it's hard to divide those things because they just hear it and it's uncomfortable. And so then, you know, they get in their feels of the fragility mm-hmm. and all of, and even saying white fragility, I think it's hard for yep. people to hear, you know, so yeah, I don't know, but there's, there's, it made me think of Amanda Gorman's poem. Mm-hmm. I'm scrolling through it right now because there was this part that I really wanted to mention because she talks about stepping into the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you step into the past, oh man, of course I'm not going to find it right now. I have to keep looking and then I'll bring it up, but okay. Um, yeah, I'll keep looking. You can tell me what you think about uh, um, black. Well, uh, <laughs> I Googled it to see if it was a thing already, and it's not. So, uh, <laughs> black fragility TM. <laughs> um, I recent like we we've been saying since we've been on this journey that everyone has privilege and. When you say that, yes, everyone has some type of privilege. Uh, you could white privilege, there's black privilege, there's gender specific privilege. There's so many different ways that how we are is is uh, gives us an advantage. Sure, right. Um, and the reason that it kind of hit, not hit home, for me, but was it was real was because there was a a situation um, a few a couple months ago that was hard for a friend who was Indian, mm-hmm. and in that situation that would have never happened to me, mm-hmm. right? Whereas I've always, I've been saying there's certain things that happened to me that would have never happened to my white friends. Right. Right. And so to be like kind of on the other side of that. Right. In an obvious way was eye opening. And yeah, I did experience some feelings of, well, damn, I thought we were just all people of color and we were in this together. Now (laughs) to break that down more in, we are in this together because some of the layers that are even among the people of color Mm -hmm. and black people and indigenous people, some of those layers, most of those layers exist still because of white supremacy. So it's, it's work that we can do together. I'm not saying that. Right. Right. But it's a special kind of tension when you're teaching and helping and walking alongside your white brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. but also doing the work on this side. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it has been, it's, it's hard work and it's, in, it's important work and I'm going to keep doing it, but it just, it became really real mm-hmm. <laughs> of what that feels like. And then also how it is handled. It gave me, a lot of grace for how I enter in with my white brothers and sisters, because it is very tender and emotional in a way that because I'm black, I just, 
it was easy for me to get irritated with like, oh my God, how come you don't know this? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm very easy to do that, even though <laughs> I'm still learning myself. That's just me being me. Right. But realizing just how nuanced it is mm -hmm. um, gave me a new perspective on it. And so I can totally see where if someone kept yelling at you, privilege, privilege, and you're thinking it means pinky up and small right. tea forks, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And then if you also happen to like Trump and people are like, you know, saying mm -hmm. all the things that they said, it, it makes you, it can feel like, well, this makes me feel like a racist, but like you said, mm -hmm divorcing yourself from those feelings mm -hmm. of the emotion of what it feels like and getting into the work mm -hmm. and the true words of mm -hmm. what's going on, then you can do better next time, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the actions that make you the, yeah. well, and the beliefs of like well, make yeah, it right. a problem. Right. But, the privilege is there and it, it isn't a bad thing unless you choose to use it that way yeah. or unless you choose to ignore it. Right. You know, and I think, I'm, did you go ahead? No, I was going to say, did you find the, no, I couldn't find it. Um, but I think too, what makes it hard um, is, well, I think it's, it's a long process, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I think for white people, they have to recognize that it is a long process. It's not like, okay, I listened to this podcast or I read this article or I watched this show and now I get it and now I move on. It's like really taking time to sit with the understanding of, okay, what does this mean in my life? Like, can I process my life and pinpoint the areas of privilege, you know, even if, you know, they grew up poor, even if they grew up, you know, cause that, those are always the arguments where well, I grew up poor, where I did this, where I did that, but it's like, okay, sure. I'm not discounting that or discrediting that, but how does that look compared to a person of color that if you're at the same starting line and it might even be different than saying my Asian friend, because that experience is different than my black mm -hmm. friend, than my South Asian friend, than my, mm -hmm. you know, um, my friend who, who is from Venezuela, you know, like we have to even think about how it compares in different contexts, mm -hmm. which is why I think having diverse relationships helps because mm -hmm. then you can really understand privilege and how, even though you grew up in the same town on the same side of the tracks, it will be easier for you to move forward than somebody else, you know? Yeah. And so that's where I think it, 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 we need to make it a much slower process instead of processing in hyperspeed on Twitter mm -hmm. and responding without really thinking through, you know, yes. what, what's, go, what's gone on. Oops. Oops. Sorry. I just, oh no. My little baby. I was giving her a toy and she bent down and then it hit her in the face. You okay? Oh, neat. I know she's mad at me now. She's like, "Why'd you do that?" Okay, sorry, but I am gonna keep looking for that because she said something, and we even we read we reread her poem last night with um, the young adults, and um, it was so good to even reread it. I told them I was like, "Go watch her do it because she's gonna do it better than I did." But I thought it was yeah. important to read it. 
But yeah, yeah it was she, so good. She talks about stepping back into the past. It's um, to like understand the future. And I think that's too, like, we just want to move on because we say, well, that's not me. That's not, I didn't do that. I didn't have slaves. Nobody now is a slave. No, I've heard that, but girl, that's not it. (laughs) Well, exactly. And, and yeah, that, that always makes me sad because I'm like, then we're just, we're just pushing it back under the rug and we can Mm -hmm. keep pushing it back into the rug, but somewhere somebody's going to have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we're doing this work for these babies. Yeah. So they so that, experienced what we thought we had. <laughs> what, you know, yeah. everyone thought, oh, it's over. We've moved on. It's like, nope. Yeah. It, and it was the, I guess not the sentiment, but the feeling of, well, okay, but y'all can eat at the same table and use the same bathroom and <laughs> uh, you're not being hosed down. I don't understand. Uh, and so with a lot of the kind of what felt like a little uprising this summer with race, Mm -hmm. uh, and of course it did die down a little bit. Um, but then what happened at the Capitol was a one, it was like a terrible traumatic act of terrorism. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it was also a, a very clear indicator of, white privilege because oh, yes every black person yes. that i talked to about it, it it is the common belief they would still be washing blood off those steps oh so true if it you know and so, so true. um realizing that it was just another you know everybody was having a bad week when that happened but mm-hmm. i was very Y'all, we've been saying this. Mm-hmm. This is actually validation for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this feels great. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we've been talking about. When right. kneeling during the pledge was disrespectful. Right. But it but uh, it was okay to do this and steal things and these people watched Hamilton and thought, bet. <laughs> So are you blaming ah. Hamilton? No. <laughs> Can't blame Hamilton. Some of them were saying 1776. Like they were singing the song. And it's like, no, that's not what that's not what they were doing. This is different. Y'all are crazy. So anyway. yeah. Okay, I found the I found the part that yes. she talks about. Okay, so it says if only we Wait, wait. America is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. And mm. that part gets me because it's like we, we want to inherit the pride and move forward. But you, you have to step into the past as well mm-hmm. to repair yeah. it, you know, to repair yeah. it. And that's acknowledging, hey, this was messy. This was real messy and this was wrong. And how can we move forward? How, but you know, now it's been made into this like agenda issue or equated to Marxism somehow and all of these things that it's like making it even harder to talk about the things of the past, you know? Yeah. Um, which is real frustrating. So I loved when she said that, cause I was like, that's, the, that's the key, you know? Yes. <sighs> well, 
thank you for chatting with me this week. Of course, of course. If you have time, I'll bug you to do it again soon because we still have lots of questions. Oh, yeah. But I'm not sure. I hope we're answering them, answering these questions well for everybody. I don't know. <laughs> get, get some feedback. <laughs> yes, get some. Well, I'll get some feedback, but I think we're doing good. We just have to get through. Well, we have 10 more questions. So <laughs> we need to like rapid fire these questions. <laughs> yes. Is this racist? Yes, this is racist. You're going to hell. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. You can't say that because you're the pastor. No, okay. we can't say that. All right. Thank you for chatting with me. And I'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> you had to have the little baby scream at the end. Yes. You could just say bye-bye. Say bye-bye. The theme music is a lo-fi hip-hop situation by Wise Band, and this podcast is produced by the Dallas Stacy. A couple things I need you to remember is Patsy Ramsey wrote that ransom note, and all lives won't truly matter until the brown ones do. My name is Shannon, and have you seen my salt and pepper bangs? <laughs>